We are back. It is week 15, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, hopefully you have punched your tickets to the fantasy football playoffs because, my God, it has been a war of attrition, just like it is every single year in fantasy football. It was this year. Of course, we are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. Go to our website. We have so much great free content over at DFS Army. Dot com or hey listen if you want to dabble in the sweet beautiful art that is dfs because you're out of the playoffs check it out website dfsarmy.com we have an offer forward slash free dash offer follow the instructions and you can get a free month of dfs army membership and hey maybe i can actually take down some of these contests because every single week i say this every single week i know i'm a broken record but we do have members vip members Pulling down contests. So it is officially all killer, no filler season here at DFS Army because we are ready for the playoff push. And we're going to talk about some of the injuries that happened this week. Um, again, I'm recording this Monday night while the Monday night game is happening. And guess what? Two catastrophic injuries for your fantasy teams. Kyler Murray, non-contact injury, got carted off, doesn't look good. Could be the Colt McCoy season for the rest of the season in Arizona. Don't want to be too quick to make judgment, but it didn't look good. And then Ramondre Stevenson, same deal. Looks like to be somewhat of an ankle sprain. Um, might be a little bit early to say exactly what it is, but that's not good either. So we're going to talk about that. But a little bit of homework. Bye weeks. Guess what? We did it. There are no more bye weeks. The bye weeks are officially behind this. That's great. But let's talk about some of the injuries that happened over the weekend. So of course, the big one worth mentioning is of course, Debo Samuel had high ankle sprain. The good news is it sounds like he's going to be back for the regular season. The question is, will he be back for our fantasy football season? I am not too excited to say that Tyler Huntley left the game because of the concussion. That just sounds like an absolute crap show. In Baltimore, Tyler Boyd missed uh, missed the rest of the game because he had the dislocated finger. T. Higgins had this hamstring injury. Russell Wilson went out with a concussion. Mike Boone, while that experiment is done, he's out with the ankle injury. Damian Pierce also left with an ankle injury. Jeff Wilson left with a hip injury. Mike White looked pretty bad, but he got hit with the ribs. He uh, ended up being sent to the hospital afterwards. So hard to say if, if, if Mike White's going to be available for the next couple weeks. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, his teammate, Corey Davis, also left the game with a head injury. Sounds like the Jets are hopeful that he'll be back next week, which is good. They need him. Uh, Kenny Pickett left the game with a concussion. And then, like I said, Kyler Murray and Ramondre Stevenson tonight both left the game. So we're going to talk about the positions. High level, this is high upside handcuff season, okay? We still want to stash players on our bench but at this point in the season if a player hasn't broken out yet the chances of them broken out breaking out in the fantasy football playoffs or to the degree where you're actually comfortable starting them is very very low so i will say i'm going to talk about some running backs here but if you have a clear cut handcuff type running back like for example samaj p ryan if he's available on waiver wires you want to go and grab him because he is a clear-cut handcuff to Joe Mixon. Now, the Joe Mixon managers may not have dropped him, but these are things to be aware of. Now, of course, from an upside perspective, if you don't have Joe Mixon on your team, for example, and Samaj P. Ryan is out there, stash him. That's the type of play that can win you a playoff week because, listen, 
in playoffs, it's any given week. May the best team win, and hopefully, 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 your stars don't get injured. But let's get right into it. Let's talk about the running back position. This was a last-second ad as the number one pl- player that I think you should target on your waiver wire, and that is the New England running back, Pierre Strong. Now, Pierre Strong was a fourth-round rookie pick this year, and we've seen it in the past. Where, And we even saw it with Ramondre Stevenson. We saw it with Damian Harris. Bill Belichick doesn't trust these rookie running backs early in games to have a lot of action. <clears throat> but we saw Damian Harris, first season, didn't do much. Second season, came in, was a workhorse. Last season, Ramondre Stevenson came in, didn't do much as a rookie this year. He's absolutely dominating. Damian Harris, obviously, would be the number one guy to, to grab if he's healthy for next week. But he's missed the last few weeks. So Pierre Strong is an absolute stud. Uh, playerprofiler.com, one of my favorite data websites, uh, friend of the show's. They have his best comparable player to Elijah Mitchell. Yes, that same Elijah Mitchell in the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Pierre Strong has a 99th percentile 40-yard dash. He ran a 4-3-7 40-yard dash. He's got a 95th percentile speed score because he is 5'11", 207 pounds. He's a good size to be one of those workhorse-type running backs. He has an 86th percentile burst score. Now, he did attend South Dakota State, and in his final season, at South Dakota State. And yes, I know the level of competition isn't as high as some of these other running back players, which is one of the reasons he was a fourth-round pick. But he had 1,686 rush yards. He had 22 receptions and he had 18 total touchdowns. So Pierre Strong, when given the opportunity, now he's only been playing really on special teams so far, but push comes to shove, he might have to produce. And listen, this could become a very quickly... Very quick, cold take after the game actually plays out. Pierre Strong plays and falls flat in his face. So I'm kind of going on a limb here. But Ali Pierre Strong, great talent. He just needs the opportunity. He might just have the opportunity. Chuba Hubbard, listen, we know that uh, Deonta Foreman is still going to be the lead back. But Foreman or Hubbard actually looked pretty decent. He's rostered in 39% of leagues. And I'm going to suggest around 2% of your FAB budget. I miss Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong, sorry. FAB guidance between 4 to 10% of your FAB budget, depending how desperate you are. And guess what? You might be desperate at this point. But going back to Chuba Hubbard, this week he did rush for 14 times for 74 yards and got the touchdown. He he had a productive day. Listen, shockingly, Carolina, and I heard this come uh, driving in the car today, Carolina, if they win out the rest of the season, they win their last four games of the season, it's not going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. It's going to be the Carolina Panthers in the playoffs. Now, do I think that's going to happen? No, I, I really don't. Shot in the dark? Yeah, maybe it could happen. Um, Chuba Hubbard, he's more of a flex type play. Now that we have a full slate of games coming up uh, on week 15 onwards, you might not have to play it, but he's good depth piece to have. Travis Hover, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, he didn't do squat this week. Um, it sounds like Ken Walker could be back, so I'm going to suggest a couple bucks on Travis Homer. Um, I still like him as a talent. They had a tough matchup this week. In general, Seattle just didn't look sharp this week, so I would write that off to just a bad week. If Ken Walker's back, Travis Homer is useless, but if he's not, Travis Homer will likely still be the starting running back ahead of DJ Dallas. Now, I continue to have Melvin Gordon on my sheet here as guidance. He's rostered in 33% of leagues. That continues to drop every single week because guess what? It's been two weeks now, and we still haven't heard any news about uh, Gordon being elevated to the Kansas City Chiefs starting roster. So be aware, a couple bucks worth a stash. Rex Burkhead, Damian Pierce, like I said, got injured with the ankle. 
we don't have a status update on him, but if he does miss time, Rex Burkhead is going to be the lead back. And he's actually showing a few glance, uh, glimpses of explosiveness. I, I kind of like Rex Burkhead just as a dude. He's a cool guy. But fantasy relevance, if you're, if you, listen, if you're stuck playing Rex Burkhead in your fantasy football playoffs, you have problems. But if maybe you've got, it's a deeper league, it's a 14 person league, or it's a 12 person league and you've got a lot of starters, two flex plays. Rex Burkhead is at least in the conversation for one of those higher end flexes or lower flexes like that flex two. Uh, Keontae Ingram, I just like the idea of, of having a, the backup for James Conner. So Keontae Ingram, if he's available in your waiver wire, maybe try a $0 bid. And if you have James Conner, you definitely want to go and prioritize getting Keontae Ingram as a backup. And then Jordan Mason, listen, um, he is a backup with uh, Elijah Mitchell out. He actually got a little little bit of usage last week. Um, with Debo Samuel being out, that could create more opportunity, right? If uh, just the way that they like to deploy Debo as a running back, Jordan Mason could inherit a few of those touches. I kind of like one of his other teammates. We're going to talk about it a little bit later, but that's that's what we call a tease. So that's it to the running back position again. This is handcuff season. Um, generally, we preach high upside. Um, I generally don't subscribe to the handcuff theory throughout the season um because I, I like upside on my bench and typically a handcuff player is just it, it it's taking up a roster spot but in this situation at this time of year it's about resiliency and having a handcuff adds to that resiliency so let's move on to the wide receiver position and listen this next guy that i want to talk about he's out of sight out of mind and that's Jahan. Dotson of the Washington Commanders. So he's rostered in 33% of leagues, and I'm going to suggest up to 7 to 10% of your fab budget. Now, the reason I say out of sight, out of mind, is because, as you know, he exploded on the scene. He scored touchdowns in three out of his four, first four games as a rookie. Then he got injured, and he missed a bunch of time. He came back, didn't do squat. He was clearly not 100%. He was recovering from that injury. And last week, or last week he was on the bye. Week 13, though, he had a season high nine receptions or nine targets and he also caught the touchdown so he's an absolute touchdown machine Jahan Dotson could be one of those league winners as we enter the the fantasy playoffs and the, the key thing here is I actually kind of like his playoff schedule so for his playoff schedule he plays the Giants the 49ers and the Browns now what's key here is that when you look at fantasy points allowed to the outside wide receiver the New York Giants are actually second and the Cleveland Browns are Fifth. Now, San Francisco, I know they're very, very stout on the ground, but in terms of fantasy points allowed, they're actually ranked at uh, bottom half of the league. I mean, middling part, bottom half of the league. So there's still a team that you shouldn't be super afraid of for the wide receivers. So I love Jahan Dotson as, frankly, a total upside play at this stage of the season and he's still available out there so go and get him because he should not be available on waiver wires um my next uh player that i want to target is Corey davis yes i know he didn't have a good week last week because he got knocked out with a head injury but it sounds like they are hopeful that he's going to be back for next week against detroit and we know that detroit is a team you want to target against the uh for the wide receivers so i love that I'd say 4 to 5% of your fat budget. Uh, another player out of sight, out of mind, Nico Collins of the Houston Texans. He missed last week, and we know that um, Chris Moore blew up because of it. So, I mean, Chris Moore, who's another player I'm going to talk about here, he had the game that Nico Collins should have had, okay? But the, just the week before, Nico had 10 targets for the 35 yards and the touchdown. Yes, I know. He only had 35 yards on 10 targets. 
Why would you be recommending that player? Because he's going to continue to get to targets. And we're chasing targets. And Nico Collins, as a prospect, is a guy that we liked. So you want to go out there, get Nico Collins. I'm not saying start him, especially week one of the playoffs. But he's definitely a player you want to roster because he has massive upside as well. I'd say between 3 to 5% of your fab. Mac Hollins, still available in 66% of leagues. He continues to log these big snapshots, high 90s, and he did catch four targets or two of his four targets for 22 yards, but he also rushed three times. So it's interesting that the Raiders are starting to use him in a more diverse type of role. And Josh Jacobs got knocked out last week. So we're still waiting to hear what his status is coming into week 15. But Matt Collins could have more usage if Josh Jacobs misses time. Now, Chris Moore, Houston Texans, he's only rostered in 5% of leagues, which sounds about right, right? He's only going to be in really, really deep leagues. But I'm going to suggest between 2 to 3% of your fat budget. He went 10 for 11 and 124 yards. He didn't get it in the end zone, but he showed he could be productive. And if Brennan Cooks or if Nico Collins misses more time, he's going to slot in as the top wide receiver if they're both gone or as the wide receiver too. So Chris Moore, definitely worth rostering to get on your bench. Elijah Moore, New York Jets. Okay, as I mentioned, Corey Davis was injured. Okay, he had the hand injury. Moore was a beneficiary of that. He received 10 targets versus Buffalo. Now, they didn't do much with those targets. But again, the fact that he was targeted is important. Now, I don't know what's happening in in New York because I don't think anybody knows. It sounds like, and I'm going to mention this when I talk about the quarterback position, but if Mike White misses time, it sounds like Joe Flacco is going to be the guy, not Zach Wilson. So that's pretty, it's a pretty big indictment against Zach Wilson if Joe Flacco is going to be his starting, the starter. Um, We'll see. We'll see. To me, that would be silly, frankly, just like you might as well get the kid in there. Um, but Elijah Moore continues to his stock continues to increase. Get him now before he blows up. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, twenty six percent rostered, a couple of bucks, man. I mean, we saw it this week. He actually had a pretty good week. But Tyler Huntley is now hurt. It sounds like Lamar's still going to miss time. So it's just an absolute crapshoot in Baltimore. I I can't really highly recommend him, but he's somebody worth paying attention to. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, similar deal. We saw boom bust. He actually had a very very good game. He looked good against the Jets. A couple drops, not great, but he continues to be part of the game plan in Buffalo. And the thing that worries me about the Buffalo Bills is not their talent. It's just the fact that the weather in Buffalo is clearly playing into the game plan, right? It's affecting the passing game. And that worries me. Isaiah McKenzie, I like the fact that he's a slot rod receiver, which means that he's not going to be going on those long bombs which means he might actually be the beneficiary if gabe davis say for example takes a hit but it's very boom bust so just keep that in mind but isaiah mckenzie love getting a piece of that buffalo offense to go into our fantasy football playoffs and listen if there's an injury to gabe davis or to stefan diggs isaiah mckenzie's stock is going to rise dramatically so he's a guy worth worth stashing Uh, a couple um rams wide receivers van jefferson and ben scronick both guys Jefferson's rostered in 40% of the leagues. Brent Skronik only in 10% of the leagues. I'm going to suggest between about 2 to 3% for both of these players. Now, Baker Mayfield, like, it was a total fluke that they came. I don't want to say fluke because give credit where credit's due, but there were some really, really bad penalties that allowed the uh, the Rams to get back into it. So especially that one where, where the player knocked the ball and got a 15-yard penalty, which kept them alive. They needed a lot of help. But credit where credit's due, a couple bucks. 
If you want to get deep, you want to get dirty, you want to get exciting. Now, this is an Alan Sosluski special. Yeah, I see you, Alan Sosluski. But Danny Gray of the San Francisco 49ers, yes, that same Danny Gray that had that massive, explosive game. He went two for 99 yards and a touchdown in that first preseason game with Trey Lance. He literally hasn't done anything after that. Like, he's an absolute squat after that. But similar to the fact that Jordan Mason is, is interesting. Danny Gray is interesting simply because he has that elite speed. He has a 4.33 speed, which is a 98th percentile, and he's a decent size. He's six foot, 197. He has an average BMI of around 25. So when you compare him to like a Debo Samuel, no, they're they're completely different body types. You can't compare them, so they're not going to be used in, in the same fashion. But when you talk about a flanker type wide receiver like Danny Gray, who who can take those those end arounds, those wheel routes in the backfield, and use his speed to get open. We know that Kyle Shanahan is an extremely creative play caller. Danny Gray could just be the little band-aid that the San Francisco team puts on. And what I'd like to say is Mr. Relevant, Mr. Brock Purdy, he showed, he showed that he can at least keep the team afloat. And San Francisco looked pretty decent with him. So I like the fact that Danny Gray could, could get could, could go in there. Um that's a deep play. That's a deep play. Now, I gotta bring this player up because he was Discussed in the uh, the DFS Army VIP Discord today, and that's T.Y. Hilton, who was signed by the Dallas Cowboys. Listen, people, okay? If you are a T.Y. Hilton believer and you want to put a $0 waiver wire bid in, fine. But in my humble opinion, he is a roster clogger. Nicolapa's healthy. C.D. Lamb is a stud. Dalton Schultz is there. Those three players are going to take the majority of the receiving work. Tony Pollard's a stud. Ezekiel Elliott's a stud. There's just not a lot of meat left in that bone for T.Y. Hilton to have any sort of fantasy relevance. Then you bake into the fact that Noah Brown has been pretty decent as the third wide receiver on the team, and James Washington is officially back. So it's a pure depth play by the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe get a little bit of experience into the locker room as they make a push for the playoffs. They didn't look good against Houston. They got the win, so congratulations, Dallas. You got the win, but listen. Dallas Cowboys, you're going to have to come out. And the problem is, is, and we just saw it this week, like the Dallas Cowboys can play up to their competition, but they can also play down to their competition. So maybe, just maybe, a player like T.Y. Hilton can have that veteran presence to help, you know, just keep that locker room afloat as they get into the, the adversity that is the, the fantasy football or the fantasy football playoffs, the NFL football playoffs um, challenges they have to deal with. So, that's it for the wide receiver position. It's actually pretty deep this week. Uh, Jahan Dotson, man, if, if you can get him, that's the guy. Get him. Get him. Just get Jahan Dotson, okay? Uh, let's talk about the, wide, the quarterback position. Now, all the guys I'm going to be talking about today, about today are only valid for Superflex, okay? So number one is Brock Purdy. He's rostered in 14% of leagues. I'm going to suggest between 5 to 6% of your fab budget if you are in a Superflex league. He can put up. 16 to 21 points. He doesn't have massive upside, but just the fact that the types of players that they have on their team are yak monsters. Brock Purdy could get kind of cheap fantasy points that way. So he's my top quarterback priority. Um, last minute addition, I throw in Colt McCoy of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know the status of Kyler Murray. He has been ruled out officially. I saw the, the, the note just pop up. It was a non-contact injury, and those are never good. Usually those are ACLs. Usually those are season endings. So, be aware, if especially if you've got Kyler Murray in any of your Superflex leagues, go out and get Colt McCoy. Hopefully you still have him from when uh, you were stashing him uh, earlier in the season. 
Uh, like I said, Joe Flacco of the New York Jets. Sounds like he's going to be the guy if Mike White misses time. I'm going to suggest maybe a buck or two, right? I mean, Joe Flacco's not going to win your league. Uh, but if you are just looking for some death plays as you enter playoffs, Joe Flacco could be that guy. Um, Mitchell Trubisky at Pittsburgh. Uh, at the very least, he could make Deontay Johnson a little more palatable to start. Uh, we saw that he had that chemistry with Deontay at the start of the season before Kenny Pickett took over. So Mitchell Trubisky is certainly an interesting player to look at. And then Brett Rippon of Denver Broncos. Listen, if you don't want to roster Russell Wilson, I'm not sure why you won't want to roster Brett Rippon. $0 bid. I'm not spending any of my fab on him. But if you're desperate, if you're in a 14-person Superflex League, which if you are, congratulations. You're just absolutely maniacal, and I respect the hell out of you. But otherwise, I'm not really interested in picking up. Uh, over to the tight end position. Obviously, I would have talked about Evan Ingram, but he's rostered in 60% of leagues. So my threshold is typically 50% and under. But if Evan Ingram's out there on your freaking waiver wire, man, you go out and you get him. Because I've uh, some of our um, VIP members have mentioned that Evan, Evan Ingram was on the wire this week. And in some cases, I suggested him. In other cases, I didn't. Uh, so just go take a look. If he's out there, you get him. But in the event that he's not... You want to get Chiggy Aquanquo of the Tennessee Titans? Yes, I know. I'm butchering that. Yes, I know. He tweeted out how to pronounce his name. Um, I was close. I was close. Listen, look, you got another six targets this week. He caught all six of them, and he got the touchdown. He actually led the team in in uh, receptions this week, um, which, Frank, Robert Woods, you're just a shell of your old self. But uh, we know that Traylon Burks missed this game because of the concussion. If he's back, it's going to take away from Chiggy. Um, but listen, he's still available in over 75% of leagues. So he is absolutely worth getting going out and getting because, man, the tight end position this season has just been an absolute dumpster fire. And then another notable guy, again, out of sight, out of mind, he's coming off of his bye. <clears throat> Juwan Johnson of the New Orleans Saints. Um, he had a bit of a challenge a week. In week 12, he had got a zero points. In He missed week 13, and then week 14 was the bye. But he did previously catch a touchdown in four out of the five games. But listen, let this just be a lesson that touchdowns are hard to bake on and they're, for lack of a better term, fluky. But Juwan Johnson has that body type to get into the end zone. He's showing it, so go out there. He's only rostered in 44% of leagues. Again, 1% to 2% of your fab budget. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for the waiver Wire show for this week. Now, I am going to be here to help coach you through the fantasy football playoffs. So I will be here every Monday and definitely, definitely, definitely make sure you check out our flex shows on Saturday. Brandon and I are going to continue to talk about our favorite flex plays of the week. But most importantly, we are there live to talk about your start sit questions. So don't be afraid to jump on, ask your questions. And we're not just going to tell you the answer. We're going to tell you the rationale behind the answers. And to me, it's the reason we do this show and don't just put out a fab guidance is because context matters. Every team is different. Every league is different. So be sure to join us. And of course, DFSArmy.com. Go check it out. Go check out our other YouTube channel, DFS Army, focusing, of course, on the daily sports that you know and love. So that's it for the show today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you so much for tuning in all season. If you like what you're listening to, like and subscribe to the channel. We're trying to go to the channel. We're going to be here. We're actually entering my favorite time of the year, which is actually dynasty season, rookie season. So we're going to get deep into those rookies, help you prepare for your rookie drafts, help you prepare for the NFL draft. Even if you're not into dynasty fantasy football, if you're passionate about football and you want to learn more about these rookies, 
make sure you subscribe to this channel because we're going to be talking more rookies on this channel. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Good luck in week 15. Good luck in the playoffs. Let's crush some souls, baby. Sheesh. Yeah. Big time.